Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to episode... 536? I don't fucking know. 36 this week in the league. Don't know. Then I'm Joe. 536. 536. And I'm Glenn, and I'm sick of Nate's attitude. I'm going with it. My attitude is fucking beyond reproach. Impeccable, they say. Well, immaculate. Every listener has just sat forward in their chair after hearing the mood Glennie's in. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. As I said said to him off air not five minutes ago, this is the way this is the way you act when you you fucking play a Barry and lose a a touch C grade to win the grand final. Imagine what a cunt he'd be if he'd actually won. Strutting around strutting around like a little fucking rooster. Well not like a rooster because I mean mean, the roosters being a club up there. He would be strutting around like one of them. (laughs) Pissing all over the place. Uh, Pissing in the little, wind, little uh, little. Do you know little, what? Uh, what, what else goes in the wind? grade touch football humor there. It's like, the it's like a super, our biggest demographic now. It's like a super deep cut for one guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you wouldn't believe the, the the exponential growth of of this show based on just the the Toowoomba touch aficionados. And I know what you're thinking, touch aficionados. I mean, that's like rugby union fans, surely. But no, I was there. I saw the attendance for C grade. It's a, they fucking turn out. I love the touch footy up there. Fuck, I, thought they did. I love they it. What? I know, they made they made lynchings illegal and stuff. They had to find an outlet and see people to be touch football. Well, and um, that was uh, well, look. It was a short lived run for the people of Toowoomba listening to this show, but uh, really appreciate your time. And uh, you guys obviously are now seeing yourselves out. I really well, appreciate it. You know, it, it had they a know, lot. They know. They know. They know. They know. They know. It's it, accepted. It it's had a lot spoken. to do with the the very first marketing officer that the Toowoomba Touch Association had way back in fucking eighteen twenty five, when in, instead of calling it Touch Footy, he called it Blackie Bash, and the line to sign up was out the fucking door. No one realised it was just because you had to wear black armbands and be tagged on them. It was yeah. Oztag before Oztag. Wow. And, it's uh, on the website. Yep. Anyone, anyone that was still time. left is now gone. And uh, thanks, guys. Appreciate your time. Look, frankly, uh, we have to fill time because there were only four games last weekend. There's only I will two say games coming up that, this weekend. Uh, just saying. The boys, the boys are still listening, or some of them. Well, one of them at least. Um, got a, a message into the... Uh, C-grade group chat saying uh, the latest episode of This Week in League has dropped and it's on record that the Big Diesel will be coming in hot next year looking to shed 15 to 20 kgs. C-grade Lions have found their new middle and so I can't good. wait to see the transformation from the Big Diesel to the eco-friendly EV. <laughs> so 15 to 20 kilos, Glenn. When's the season yes. start? Uh, fuck June. Oh, yeah. So you got you got to lose fifteen kilos. 
That's how, under a kilo a week. He's easy going to make it. How are you going to How are you going to learn to walk on a prosthetic when you got to chop a leg off in May? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just figure my head is my head is the the right shape. So for me to lose twenty kilo, if I just cut off my head and they just run me around as the ball, run my head around as the ball, it's right shape. No one's go. got to kick it. Fuck yeah. Um, so mission accomplished. I'll still be part of the team. Yep. How good. Nice. Nice. Um, and I don't have to do any like exercise. Bali. It's fucking great. What's the equivalent of barley for the for the Toowoomba C-grade lions? Uh, was it just a spicy ginger beer you had after the game? Or where, did you have a thing? Where's that place that cops got shot? Wouldn't that be a holiday for Toowoomba people? Oh. Tara. Is it Tara? That, that's that? fucking... That's atrocious. <laughs> that is atrocious. Like, we're trying to hold it. Also, you know what? I couldn't even keep a straight face. I was going to say, we're trying to keep a standard here, but we're not. We never have. We never fucking will. Um, it brings a whole new, it brings a whole new, new, new thing. Like, oh, yeah, go on, go on, go on, pig, go on, pig shooting Tara. Yeah. Righto. That's it. You want to load up your fucking, load up the, load up the staffies? Yeah. Let's go. Now, and by, by that, he means children they've abducted from Stafford. <laughs> to driven up the range. You really painted this is like the worst in a pretty little way. This is, uh, yeah. Glenn, and, you should uh, never fucking let us in. <laughs> yeah, I said, I said all along, I was trying to keep the two worlds apart. And, um, yeah. A big shout out to one of my teammates who is a police officer. This is the sort of shit you guys carry on with. And normal, and, um, and, and, and why and do you have to offend? Mate. We my fucking esteemed, have nothing but my love esteemed teammates. for our boys in blue, and as such, don't live in Toowoomba. I'll tell you, though, is, is, isn't it funny that the first like, five minutes have just been attack everything, offend everybody about everything, yet we sit here on, like, what, the 13th of September? <laughs> <laughs> Not a single aviation joke <laughs> to be had. Zero. Well, you know, how do we compete with all of the OnlyFans thoughts? Lowering their price to seven dollars and eleven cents for a month. Seven dollars and eleven cents. Is that, is that really a thing? <laughs> yeah, there was one of them. Yeah, she's she, two out of respect for the, the lives lost on nine eleven for um for for the rest of the month. Her, her OnlyFans will be will be nine dollars and eleven cents. And put a photo of her fee. with a little toy plane. Between her, between her massive no tits. way. <laughs> oh it's my fucking true, Glenn. Fucking I'll, show, I'll, I'll show. I'll show you. I can't remember. I can't remember what the Twitter handle was, but um, it's it's yeah. It's, I'll show you. I'll show you. It's after. lucky we have only Glens to uh, to uphold the integrity of such a platform. <laughs> yes, mine's still top price, <laughs> which would be great because I mean you, know, you get to see the transformation in in real time as well. You know, and you're you're tapering for the next season. Yeah, I feel like I've put myself under a bit of pressure. Um, that's good though but you need you, you need that to like because you like proving people wrong and stuff and you get a chip like that so mate, you've got, so hey, you've got where did you get that from mate <laughs> can, it's still fucking there i can see it there's a video call mate <laughs> did you did you just shout out where did you get that from when he mentioned it's chip? got it's got it's, it's got glasses and headphones <laughs> i like proving people wrong wow this is a new this is new information nathan please elaborate oh. Fucking hell, scroll. If you're friends with him on Facebook, just fucking scroll. You'll find fucking endless fucking pictures of lines with words on top of them <laughs> attesting to this fucking... <laughs> oh, that was the old me. Now it's photos of myself with the same sort of shit. <laughs> um, mate, my, my brother-in-law never run a marathon in his life, was g up for it. He got one text message of advice from Wars, and now he's 
fucking Rob D. Costello. You got so many people here that'll do this shit for you. I also did make a point um, to my uh, esteemed teammate that uh, made that call that I was going to be playing middle. I said losing weight does not equate to an improvement in skill. So whilst you can put me in the middle, and if I had better cardio and and high level of fitness, I could do the movements that a middle player would make, I don't have the skill level to actually succeed. So, you know, we're talking about playing in another grand final and going one better next year. Not with me in the fucking middle, boys. It's not going to happen. Dare to dream. Look, if you if if if, if you do achieve the the you know the, the fitness goals that you're setting out to do for next season, at the very least they'll fucking pass you the ball in the grand final when everyone's going going up there to see you play. Surely, <laughs> that's I'm ne- I would never be so arrogant to suggest that anyone outside of my family, <laughs> you and Hannah's, <laughs> was actually there to see me play. Stop it. <laughs> Mate, we're going to get full in. We're going to, I'm, I'm going to become an accredited fucking referee. Work my way up to the top so I can referee the grand final. Because we just knew that we yeah, needed new and innovative you ways. Your, you only have to reasons. work your way halfway up because it's only C grade. So you only yeah. have to work it like sort of yeah. maybe to base camp six. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's exactly what we needed is uh, new ways and reasons for people to dislike you. I'm... I'm going to fucking throw the game in your favour, Glenny. You're going to be barnstorming down the sideline, getting bitch slapped in the back of your giant dome. No touch. No touch. People can hear the sound. I'll be no honest, touch. I, feel like, I feel like there's already enough of those types of referees. They'll see like a handprint on it's his It's just not in head. our favour. Like, like the fucking semi-final where old mate scored a, a fucking try from dummy half and, and, and they, they gave it. Oh, let's not fucking bring it. Why you got to piss me off now? You refs fault in about semi-finals that happened three weeks that ago. That we won. Unbelievable. Yeah, that they we actually won. won too. Yeah. Jesus. Fuck, I feel like a Manly fan. Well, we were, that's right. We went, to, we went to work while you were playing touch. All right, now um, let's talk about the uh, the games that we had on the let's, weekend let's. quickly. Then uh, and hopefully you guys uh, saw some some of the, any of the news that we can speak about as well. I mean, I can't really think of one or two things. Um, but... Into the games first. On Friday night, the Broncos 26 defeat the Storm 0 uh, with Staggs, Walsh, Ricky, Selwyn, Combo scoring tries, Reynolds four goals and a, con- sorry, four conversions and a goal. Uh, penalty goal, Storm, big fat fucking nothing. Don't you love to see it? Glennie. Yeah, don't hate it. Don't hate it. Um, Walsh, Reese Walsh was again outstanding uh, for Brisbane. I thought Reynolds was was calm, measured, nothing but class and, and leadership, his kicking game. Just just got the Broncos into the game and, and then Walsh, um, you know, just as the commentators were saying, he'd been well contained. Um, he just had that moment, got on the outside, bit of footwork and uh, and scored. And they're the type of plays that, you know, on top of what Reynolds brings to the table with with his, his calmness and his, his leadership and his composure – Steering them around, then you know you've obviously got Stags as a strike weapon, Haas, Carrigan doing what they do. But you just have a moment or two, or you know sometimes it's a bunch in in certain games. But in these big games, it can only be you know sometimes it's only one or two moments from a player like Reese Walsh, which can can win you a final or a grand final. So um, I was impressed with 
with how Brisbane just kept on it. Didn't really drop the intensity level, but they were were sort of aided and abetted by the fact that the Storm were, were pretty poor. That you know we assume that they just show up in these big games and and tell ourselves that it's it's just what they do, but. There's been a number of occasions this year where they have shown that maybe they're not to quite the same level of intensity week in, week out, and it's not just like flicking on a switch anymore. But this um, so. this one was weird, and like the like they they weren't they weren't sort of poor in some areas, like it, just like they they found their way down to the Broncos, sort of you mm. know to the red zone many many times, enough to score certainly score more than twenty six points to get themselves into the game. But apart from the one that had a disallowed try, uh, yeah, just before half time. But other than that, like they looked like, especially when they were going from right to left, they looked like they'd never fucking played together. The like, players were fucking up their lines and their decoy runs, and like you know, passes were going behind guys, or like you mm-hmm. know, a guy a guy come like come inside, and so they had so like Harry Grant would or Munster would have to sort of stop, turn around, go back the other way because it fucked up whatever they were thinking of doing. Yep. And it was like they it's like they hadn't fucking trained together. Well, like they yeah. hadn't, or they hadn't trained any like attacking fucking shapes. Yeah, I, I, I think the the story out of this one. Look, Br- Brisbane were okay. <clears throat> Brisbane were okay. They were good. They were good. They were the, better than okay. They were the, good. The most injury prone halfback. And before anyone fucking ats me about that shit, please explain to me where the fuck he was for the ninety seven games leading up to this one. Where was he? <laughs> Don't call him injury prone. Where was he? Where was your fucking halfback? Right, Melbourne completed at sixty-seven percent. That's fucking abysmal. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely fucking abysmal. Melbourne, particularly for a final, twelve errors, ten penalties conceded, two ruck infringements, and fifty-seven missed tackles. That's- of which fifty-three of them were Cam Munster, aka <laughs> aka Vanilla Schuster. Yeah. That fucking guy I swear like Josh Schuster fucking looked at that and said, Holy shit, that guy that guy cannot fucking defend. <laughs> so Mel- Melbourne's I've never said Munster was a poor defender. I always thought no, he, he no, got him and but there were some of the some of the, the softer arm grabbing attempts mm. that he made that conceded tries. Do you remember do you remember horrific. the semi the semi they played against Penrith where it was like six nil um, no. Year before last, right? Melbourne were they were as as bad as you've put them up to be in this game, Nate. Offensively in that semi. Mm. However, they were still this fucking defensive powerhouse. That no matter how their offense was, or their offense was running, there were some non-negotiables for them in defense. Yep. And that was awesome. What do you want? Two, three, four sets on our line. Fuck yeah, that's gone. There was absolutely yeah. none of that attitude in that storm, and they know it, which is the worst bit. Yeah, the other that, big moment, obviously, was Pappy. You know, that, I, I I just wonder if we, you know if we get to a point in his career where he he's stayed healthy for year on year on year and got back to his best. It's it's got to be one of the best comeback stories in rugby league. Like with the concussion thing was bad enough that kept him out for as long as it did. Then he's he's had the knee, <clears throat> you know, destroying his knee to come back, play two and a half games, and and now you know compound fracture of the ankle. Fuck, mm. like 
tragic. That has anyone ever, like you know, obviously Yao Yi is the big the big profile one because that was graphic and Channel yep. Nine did that thing where they fucking zoomed in on it and Ray Martin had an interview with his ankle after the game and all that shit. But has anyone come back from one? Can you think of any player that's come back from a fucking compound fracture in a in a lower limb? Like Munster did his finger and all of that shit. Yeah, I mean, what they've said, I mean, from all the sounds they've made, it seems to be that they expect it to be okay. Like, yeah, he's, it was like straight away, he's fucking... Yeah, that's it, you're done. Mother, he'll be lucky to walk in a straight line, let alone fucking play. Yeah. Mm. Like, but I mean, this one, they seem to be, this, the stuff that's coming out seems to be, you know, reasonably, you know, up as upbeat as you could expect. I think they're not sort of they're not sort of drawing the curtain down or anything. Mm. Yeah, I mean whether that you know what actually happens though you know as as time passes that's a, that's a different you know different matter entirely. But but no, yeah. Mm. Interesting, Porker like that, fucking hell, absolutely fucking heartbreaking. Anyway, fuck storm. <laughs> I mean, my God, I mean, like, yeah, it's absolutely heartbreaking. I mean, like, yeah, from, from, yeah, fucking, yeah, people want to talk about biscuits and shit like that. Like, this is, this is like the Alex McKinnon one, someone where you, you can't joke about. Well, today. I'm sure there will come a time where you yeah. will, and you will know when that time is, Nathan, because you always do. Uh, yeah, the problem is with me is I usually know, I usually know, like, when it's, pretty far before it's actually that time <laughs> and then do it and then do why? it anyway why is it not okay i i need i need to see you shine i need to see you shine like what was that message you said in are the you group saying chat you've never seen him shine what did the, i say that's yeah. rude. the the minute it happened yeah, what, did I, what did i say remind me you said well i guess it's ryan snappenhausen now <laughs> <laughs> that's true i did say that oh, oh fuck, fuck. Um, I admit it. <laughs> just, just, Fucking cancel culture. This is a, a good op- opportunity, though. If you're the storm, do you save space in your cap for Pappy? Or do you start talking to him saying, bro, it's every year? Like, yeah. I don't know. Is he on big money, though, at the moment? I don't know that he's ever... Wasn't he? Wasn't he? Wasn't he on the upgrade, and that's what required them to to move Nico on? And it was like a decision yeah. between the two of them. That's it. Oh, fuck. Or or maybe it was just because Nico got like a a massive, you know, like a another forty percent on top. Did from he, the Sharks to get him out? Did of there. he play in twenty twenty in the grand final in twenty twenty? Or was he injured? Oh, I don't even know who played in the grand final last year. I don't even know the two teams. Don't ask me questions about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got a feeling that with that year was when it he got the upgrade. Um, well, he had his last year was his first year at the Sharks, so it was uh, yes, no, 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 so, no. I'm talking about um, oh, okay, Pappy. Hmm. Did you, yeah, okay. So, but would you like if you're Melbourne, would you you know start talking to him and being like, dude, we've got to have a conversation? Is that an Alan Iverson fuck doll? Uh, it it is. It's just about, it's fucking one of those like star ones, but it's got this weird lean on it, and it kind of always falls over. <laughs> I'm doing that thing where you, you know, you like with plastic things, you like bend them back, try not to yeah, snap yeah. them, and then yeah. it's, it's fine. Not flexible like enough because he didn't days. do enough practice. So. Yeah, 
<laughs> Come here, talk about practice. All <laughs> <laughs> um, right, anything else you want to say about that game, fellas? Maybe Pappenhausen should do more practice. <sighs> Come on now. Too soon, man. Penrith Panthers 32 defeat the Warriors 6 at uh, Blue Bet. The Panthers tries to Taruva double. Uh, Liam Martin, Nathan Cleary, Brian Toto. Cleary, five conversions and penalty goal, defeating the Warriors 6 try to Wade Egan and conversion to Adam Pompey. Fucking feel for the Warriors. I would have had to come up against Penrith, but like to have the greatest year in the recent memory of the club, you know, again, with everything that, that happened to them over COVID and being being displaced and all that stuff, to lose Johnson. Is it really displaced? It was a bunch of Kiwis fucking spending time in Australia. Like, I'm sick of fucking the carry-on about, you know, like, no one was asking to erect scaffold. Like, that's what Kiwis do. They come to Australia and don't leave. <laughs> Look. Oh, fuck, you saved our fucking game. You just did what every Kiwi in existence has done or wants to do. Jesus fucking Christ, get over it. <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, um, yeah, it, it, it was rough, and and Penrith have just shown that, you know, they, they can shed players and they can shed important players, but as a unit, they are so finely tuned and so aligned with each other and how they play that they all went up a gear together. Like they, they came into the end of the season looking pretty good. Um, obviously, there's injuries to, to Luai, but it's nothing that team hasn't dealt with before. And it's at times like this when, over the last couple of years, those like long stints without Cleary um, after he tried to murder cunts on the field. And at times, you know, where Luai was injured or, you know, off fucking just being random best man speech writings for somebody. It, it's done them a world of good because, like, Cogger is not... You, there is nothing about him that screams elite-level rugby league player on his own. Uh, but in that his system... last name? <laughs> <laughs> He's a DNA. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But in, Every in, fucking morsel of his being. But in, in that system, he is allowed to excel. And he was fucking great in this game. He matched Nathan's energy almost exactly. Nathan did a beautiful job playing both sides of the field. And Cogger was just exactly where he needed to be at all, where Nathan needed him to be at all times. Absolute fucking clinic put on by Cleary. Um... The, the Warriors came back at them and they're still... The only thing that worries me about Penrith is this period... I want to say it's for maybe the 10, 15 minutes after halftime where they switch off. And they've done it a dozen times this year that I've seen. Like, it happened in that Titans game where the Titans came right back on them and put yeah. some sustained fucking effort in. And this 20-point lead they had just nearly evaporated. And if you do that in the finals, like that's the sort of thing that the Brisbans of the world need. Like two quick tries and all of a sudden Reese Walsh starts believing the hype about how fucking good he is. And The 20-point starts... lead you had almost evaporated in a game where you won by 26. No, at one stage during the game. Right. Gotcha. So the, the, I think the, the Titans came back to within to within a try. 
mm. yeah. at some stage, I think. Um, but you do that against a team in the finals, and all of a sudden they've got the momentum, and it, it might be that you're trying all, all you can to get that momentum back, but they might not relinquish it. So that's the only part of their game I'd, I'd have any sort of fucking issue with, apart from that. Absolute, I, I think, absolute clinic. You know, I think everyone was sensational. Expected the game to be done as a, a contest before it started with SJ out, and I think, yeah. unfortunately, I think the Warriors bought into that. And no, well, well the, pro- the problem was the Warriors just didn't, they hadn't, didn't have an ability to score points. Yeah. So, you know, it didn't take many points before, you know, the game was essentially over as a contest, and, you know, with them with no chance of, you know, pulling themselves back in. I'd like to remind you. Two halves can't be done. We, we fucking won that game with a large portion of it played with Tyrone Peachy at nine. So don't talk to me about fucking mm. handicaps. It's fucking tire on a rope sort of stuff, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's 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 just shown that he's slotted into the Penrith system, just like every other fucking player. Next man up. Next man up. Peach. Which officially, yeah. which officially makes it the greatest system in the history of the world. I, I find it hard to argue based on that single example. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, yeah. There's multiple examples, but yeah, and with, know, that one, that one's really the exhibit A, isn't it? And yeah. with Tyrone Peachy. They have renamed it the system of a down. <laughs> I will. I will say Penrith in finals mode. It happens so seamlessly, and and you know, to, to fans of other clubs, almost effortlessly. We forget how hard it is to do. Like these, are, these are the toughest games, and they just you know, albeit the Warriors were like I said without Johnson. Um, you know, they just went about their business. It was it was impressive to see. Yeah. All right, the uh, second elimination final: the Roosters thirteen defeat the Sharks twelve out there at Reclaim Australia Stadium. The Sharks, sorry, the Roosters thirteen tries to Manu and Wong. Uh, Sam Walker a conversion, Billy Smith one conversion, and Sam Walker with the field goal. The Sharks, the twelve came through tries to Sione Katoa and the Moot. Uh, Trindle missed. Uh, well, Trindle and Hines both missed with their conversion attempts. Hines with two penalty goals, and uh, he also missed two field goals. I had two field goals charged down, to be more accurate. Who wants to go first on this one? Good old ambush. What do they say? Well, yeah. dumbest, stupidest, fucking stupidest bunch of cunts to lose a final game I've seen in quite some time. Honestly, the Sharks had ample opportunities to fucking run away with this game. Braley is has got to be one of the dumbest fucking nines I've seen in quite some time. Mm. The the way the way that motherfucker can bomb an overlap or yeah. go the complete opposite direction when there's like fucking six on two on the other side. Like it's fucking mind boggling. His ability to make decisions under pressure or like under adrenaline rush when it's on is is fuck it's non existent. Absolute brainlet. And uh, congratulations, Sharks. I think you got in for a few more years yet. <laughs> so, can I, can well I ask you, though? I, like, I remember always being told that the, in situations like that, it's, it's never one person's fault. Oh, cool. It's not, As it's in, not, well, there should be enough cunts screaming at him, go left, go left, go left, go left. But maybe maybe there was. Yeah, that, but that's what I'm saying. You know, mate, yeah, what I do don't you know. Think? Do you think it's at that level where everyone is 
screaming, go left, go left, go left, and he's just ignoring it or not hearing oh, it. I'm pretty sure he made a similarly bad decision when the Sharks had a, you know, could have put it through the hands or something when they um, when they played Manly, you know, probably you know five six weeks ago. Yep. And um and they could have sent it left and you know, they had numbers, but instead he like he, he kicked it or something. Like I'm, I'm I feel like it's a pattern of behaviour for him particularly. But I'm sure Sharkies fans will fucking let us know, though. But um, look, you know, the Roosters, they, they, they hung in there after after probably the dumbest fucking play. I think the worst play of Teddy's career, most embarrassing play of his career, was probably when he got jumped in origin this year yeah. by fucking, um, well, by Lindsay Collins, wasn't it? They yes. jumped him and scored try. Yes. Um, that's probably the most embarrassing play of his career. But this was, this was when he got fucking Simbin in this game, it was the dumbest fucking play in his entire career. Like, to be fucking on two knees <laughs> a metre to the fucking right of the ruck and the guy runs his way and just fucking, he just tackles him. <laughs> like, it's fucking ridiculous. But then that was the, ultimately, I think that was the winning of the game for the Roosters. I mean, the Sharks, could they, they put on one try fairly quickly, but I think the way that they hung on through that period gave him a little bit of extra juice when he came back on. And ultimately... Yeah, you know, the Sharks didn't fire a shot after that. No. No. I thought but the Roosters... Can I ask your Roos... thought? <clears throat> yeah, sorry. On the, the Kiri thing. So, so Kiri was heavily involved at the end of that game and the, the Roosters getting in front and, and ultimately winning. Yeah. He was obviously concussed. Like, he was tackled... His head slammed into the ground and he was lying there rolling around doing the stiff arm like, like someone dropped a fucking Ken doll with its arms up on the ground. The only thing I would the only, the only thing I would say to that is that, is that a fucking terrible analogy but yes. The like, only thing or, I would or say like somebody pushed Frankenstein over and he couldn't get up. Someone the pushed only, your yeah. Alan Iverson doll over. Yeah, exactly. The only, the only the only thing I would say to that is that I mean, he's playing this week, so he wasn't, you know, he wasn't cast. Was he, though? Like, you, you are literally rolling around, throwing fucking steady Eddie impressions at the crowd. Yeah, he might have had a seizure, but maybe he wasn't a concussion. <laughs> 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 to be fair, it's Luke Keery. He was, you know, he'll get concussed running through a banner on the on, yeah. on the way out of the fucking tunnel. Yeah, I mean, he could sleep, he can sleep on, you know, on, on his pillow the wrong way. And fail a, a category one at training, which rules him out for next week. And he's playing, so but this is the, obviously, I, I thought yeah, for him to pass the doctor, HA must be—it's like almost doubles impressive. But for the the independent doctor to pull him off, he had to show like those physical effects of whatever they fucking call it. Is that not a thing? If I made that up, well, maybe that's why I felt better if the independent doctor pulled him off. Yeah. I mean, all you got to do is just fucking get, get your brain scrambled a little bit and get a, get a, get a free handy on I mean, that sounds a pretty sweet deal, to be honest. No longer concussed, thanks. No no more. You, There's definitely no blood in my oh, brain. Then you, you've never I'm had busy. the fucking the cold clinical experience of being jerked off by a doctor then, so it's not enjoyable at all. Take your word for it. Yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't know. So uh, you know, I'm, I'm to let me just live with my fucking sit with my fantasies, please. Really, you'd like it. Someone's in the middle of it, looks you up and down, and goes, "Remind me to check your cholesterol." It's fucking horrible. Yeah, I call that Thursday night. I say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Glenny, <laughs> you just you just be straight back to him and say, "Yeah, yeah, I would like you. Would I would like you to do it with your finger right now, via my anus." <laughs> <laughs> 
let's turn this into a fucking party. Um, <laughs> Whoo! I, 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 I mean, I don't know. I don't know how far the risks can go. Yeah, the, this especially injury, this, with the this, this was there was there, mm. were, there was a, a price to be paid for this this game. Billy Smith again um, injured this time, uh, broken jaw. I think it was wasn't it? Fractured um, jaw. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Um, Manu Manu's gone, which obviously is huge. That's yeah, massive. Swally gone. The one. Um, so, I think this might be one last reminder of who the Roosters used to be, and unfortunately, the Sharks with confirmation of who they are right now. That's, that's basically summed up the game. And I don't who knew a team that couldn't beat a team in the top eight when exactly. faced with a top eight side <laughs> in the finals, which consists of only teams from the top eight. <laughs> Who, whoever could have put money on doing, but and then and then you wrap it all that up. You say, despite all of that, it was still like the luckiest fucking bounce try. Yeah, that it got the Roosters. I mean, to, to tie to tie the game up. However, I think we said this on the member side on the when we were talking about the camp during the the Canberra Knights game. But I loved the Sam Walker like with eight minutes to go. They get down there, Fuck nothing's yeah. doing, bangs over a field goal. Fuck yeah. I love someone going for it. Getting applying scoreboard pressure, getting getting one ahead, and applying some scoreboard pressure, because when it gets down to that last two minutes and it's set for set, and they're just frantically trying to bang them out from 30, 30 40 meters, and you know everyone knows a field goal's coming and they're charging, and they're offside as fuck. Yeah, yeah, and look, you know, I mean, I know the Roosters weren't offside on one of those uh, field goal attempts, but I'm pretty sure the other one they were. But um, I love someone doing it when there's no pressure. Sure, there's a lot of time to go. Sure, there's time for teams to score tries. But just by adding that one point to the scoreline, getting in the head of the other team, and it, and it works as, a, as almost a defensive maneuver of sorts because you're kind of st- you, you're lowering the... You know, they start thinking field goal. So they start going down the ch- you know middle third of the field as well. And they stop spinning it out. They're not looking for tries as much. They're trying to keep it relatively central because they need to get a field goal to tie it up again. Yeah, And so... You don't really see it that often. There's so many games where it's tied with 10 minutes to go, five minutes to go, and teams are down there and they have plenty of chance, but they're still working for the try, working for a repeat set or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, especially from a halfback that's, you know, been maligned by his own side this season, mm. by can his you, own coach. Can you imagine what would happen? Like, so if teams just started potting over, it's like if, if the halfback wasn't confident that they were, they were going to score. Let's just get well, something out of it. Yeah, that's get it. Get the ball back. That's yep. it. You imagine what the fuck had happened. Teams would start shitting themselves. They wouldn't know what to do. Broncos, like would, to have won. Broncos would have won 26-3. to I'd like to bring your attention to a game <laughs> featuring Noel Goldthorpe. flown off. Uh, I'm trying to give you a history lesson. Um, okay. A game we listen Western, to suburbs, Western Suburbs Magpies featuring Noel Goldthorpe. Uh, oh, early 90s. Um, West led uh, early on, very early on in the game, intense clash. Led 2-0 after about seven or eight minutes, two field goals, end goal thought. Pretty sure we lost the game 30-2, to but your point about, you know, it's never too early to start kicking field goals. No, goal thought, early adopter of that philosophy. Yeah, and it wasn't because, and it wasn't his fault that they conceded so many points to lose the game thirty to two. No, it was because the team was shit. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he just made sure. You know, that could have been thirty nil. Yep. He made sure it would. You know, people remember the games when the teams go scoreless. Never got the credit he deserved. 
Somebody who respects well, for he, and against. He, he just, <laughs> he just did. He just did, Glenny. He just did. Mm. Finally, mainstream media has, has no, finally. I salute you. <laughs> um, oh, is there anything else we to talk about about that game? I don't think so. Um, the Knights thirty defeat the Raiders twenty eight uh, in Newcastle. The Knights thirty tries to Dominic Young with a double. Uh, Dane Gagai, Callum Ponga, and Greg Marju. Ponga, four conversions and a penalty goal. Raiders, 28, double to James Schiller. Trey Mooney, Matt Frawley, Tom Starling, tries. Fogarty, four or five conversions. Mm. Big story was the bite. The bite. And uh, we may as well go into the news right now. (laughs) Jackie got, uh, Hungry Jack got three weeks. (laughs) Which initially I thought, wow, that's kind of low for a bite. But then the previous one, who was the last one before that? I only got four weeks. Who the fuck was it? I can't remember now. Can't remember. Yeah, it wasn't that. It wasn't that long ago. Um, because I mean, I look back when I think when I was thinking about you know players suspended for biting. The last one that I could remember was um, James Graham in the grand final, like yes, in twenty twelve or whatever. Yep. And um, he got How many twelve weeks for did that. He, get? he got twelve. Yeah. That so that's what I was blatant, thinking. Though. Was that yeah, part and of he was a, like that? That, that was like a Mike Tyson, Van der yeah, Holyfield yeah. sort of situation as well, wasn't it? Like yeah. sort of went for his ear, which, um, which you know isn't isn't great. Mm. Let's be real. I mean, he's he certainly calmed down. And seems like a seems like a nice guy. He's got his little podcast and everything. Great. Back then though, holy shit, fucking wild. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, look, Tyson Gear was a strange of, one. He he you know he he wanted to make the on field complaint and certainly. Rightfully, kicked up a stink. He felt he'd been bitten and um, then refused to testify because uh, what happens on the field stays on the field, apparently. <laughs> Proctor was the other one. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's that what right. happens on the field stays. The thing is, you can't have it both ways. You can't, exactly. have, your cake and, you can't have your cake and eat it, mate. Like, you can't... Mm. Either nothing happened mm-hmm. and you're staunch or you fucking carry on like a little fucking rat fucking snitch on the field to try and win a penalty or a, or a Simbin or send off for your side. You've already done it at that point. You don't get to, you don't get to put the genie back in the bottle. You're a snitch now. Yeah. yeah. You're a fucking, you're a fucking rat. Carry on with you being a rat. Go to court, fucking go to the federales and fucking testify. You little rat. Yeah. You know, the games are televised now. Mm. Referees are mic'd up. We all fucking saw it, mate. <laughs> so, you know, so don't have a code after you just you know after, it's you know yeah. like these players you know like lying down to fucking get penalties and shit you know the slightest contact you know. I mean, but exactly. where's the where's the but Tyson Gamble? I mean, mate, you're alleging that you got bit on the forearm. So what you're telling me is that your forearm in the in the in the in the in the uh, act of making a tackle, your forearm has made contact with Jack White's mouth. I mean, where's the penalty for that? Suspension, high tackle. I mean, clearly, clearly got him got him in the mouth exactly in the mouth as it turns out. <laughs> You know, goes both ways, right? Exactly. <laughs> Did you think uh, it was? We were talking about this on the member side. Like, he was applying a lot of fucking pressure. Yeah. Like a sort of a, like a yeah, like a rear naked like like a like like a rear naked choke or something, but he didn't have it yeah. under his under his chin. Yeah. I mean, he was fucking applying and squeezing in the position where he had his ma- his arm, which happened to be across his mouth, right? Yep. So I mean I, I still don't know. And in this day and age with people with you know with the mouth guards and stuff, how can you get like a solid chomp? <laughs> you know, 
Mm. This this is we we need to go we need to go and get a mouth guard. I we I reckon fucking, we, need, we need to scientifically fucking test this out. I reckon the big fuck up here is that both things can be true. Everyone's trying yeah. to pick a side, right? Everyone's yeah. did he bite or didn't he bite? Now on the inside of your fucking arm here, the nerve endings, while you do have them, they're not super fucking sensitive. Yeah. As in, you would not be easily able to distinguish, oh, my, my forearm is, is on a mouth guard now. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's somewhere on a ball or a shoulder or a head or whatever. Oh, yep, no, that's mouth guard. So he's putting just as much pressure on as he would if it was any other part of his body. Yeah. Or he now, knew what he was doing around his head and was trying to just fuck him up to be a germ. Yeah, or he was. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and again, Whiten, <clears throat> he's trying to get up and all he's doing is feeling some pressure on some part of his face. Yep. So he reacts against it. Both fucking things can be true without Whiten trying to bite him or without this guy trying to, you know, um, force, a, force a fake bite mark. I don't know what you fucking say. Hmm. Um, yeah, overshadowed the most important part of this contest, which is how fucking pathetic Canberra are as a staff record label and as a motherfucking crew, and how fucking glorious it will be to watch them fail at every turn until they finally punt Ricky Stewart out of that organization and save the fucking place. In this game, they had golden opportunities to finish this one off in regulation time. And they also had the better of the first, you know, they, they had the first, you know, territorial chance to, to do something in the extra time as well. And, but and and they but just... there you go. There's that psychological <coughs> thing again. Just like you were saying before, why would you fucking, you know, people don't go field goals unless mm-hmm. it's the last two minutes. The first time they were fucking down there, why not pot one? They were yep. in perfect position. Yep. But it was, oh, well, no, it's not golden point. Yeah, it's so extra we, time, so we've we got another ten minutes or that. eight minutes at this point to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm. So, uh, biggest one of the biggest takeaways for me was um, was the member side um, that we recorded for the second half of the game. Because um, a few motherfuckers, we think that we're hilarious in these fucking run of the mill fucking shows where we don't get out of third gear. You should listen to the fucking member sides. Uh, we won and gearless. Um, we were. Jeez, we were giving it to Frawley throughout that game. And, and Gillis, Frawley looks like long COVID. All time. Absolutely fucking all time. He was fucking... Love the dude's pale. <laughs> and I mean, and not, and not in that... And not in, but not in the not in not in the same pale way like not the way like like John Bateman come over to you know for, to the Tigers with his fluorescent white legs and that was an Englishman you know coming straight out of an English you know, English winter yeah. or whatever into you know into Australia and so that guy clearly he just needed to get some sun but for he looked he looked pale like you know because he was sick mm. or like maybe maybe possibly a vampire he looked gray gray yeah gray no, yeah it's exactly. not a, it's not a, man I've seen Twilight those cunts twinkle. Did you see Twilight? Yeah. yeah. There we go. I knew there was something I didn't like about you. He looks like the, he looks like things, including that. He looks like the color of the blankets they used to give you in the school sick bay. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Pay us money. Listen to this fucking gold. <laughs> oh, they get they got that one for free. Um, but look, the Knights. The, the, talking about the game itself, though, not the incidents in the game. I mean, 
the Knights were de- absolutely rattled in that sort of last 20 minutes of the first half and Canberra started to build up a little bit of a lead. Yeah. And you could see it was the, the wheels were coming off. The crowd was out of the going super loud at the start of the game. You know, Knights scored fairly quickly to start off with Marju, but man, once Canberra started taking control of that game in the in the latter stages of the first half, the, that crowd the crowd were out of it. Mistakes were coming from the Knights off. They were fucking rattled. It's credit to them to come back. But then they built like a good lead, like two try lead or whatever, mm. and, and proceeded to fucking drop it when the when it was time to ice the game. We we're even talking about. I mean, like they scored those two tries back to back pretty quickly, got out to a pretty a pretty good lead, and it was like the next thing that's going to happen. Like the Knights, the next thing they do, it's going to finish the game, and it just never came. Mm. And Raiders back into the game, got back into it. You know, got the extra time, almost won it in regulation. <clears throat> it's it's the most it's the most vulnerable. I mean, that they've looked for quite some time in their streak. And, you know, they, they really should have lost this game. It was just by, by the fact they were playing Canberra, who are genetically programmed not to not to win these sorts of situations. Um, <clears throat> so it'll be interesting Jab to see how far Croker. they get. Jab Croker was obviously crying <clears throat> somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's what he does. But Ponga, I thought, owned some big moments in the game and, and it sort of sparked... Newcastle's, you know, resurgence back into the game and ultimately taking the lead. Um, He just, I don't know, he just has a way when he's in that sort of mood um, and then it puts the defence on the back foot and second-guessing themselves. Then, you know, obviously the... The impact of the crowd coming into the game was massive for Newcastle. They they all lifted and, um, yeah... at one stage there, you, you sort of, as Nate said, you were expecting the Knights to just really go on with it. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that the, the way that game finished is um, is a great way to head into week two of the finals, but we'll see what they've got. Yeah. It, it's not. But I think this is the first step. You've got to remember, the Knights are in the fucking infancy of any sort of, of longevity of success. You know, they're just starting to put a team together. They lost fucking Jacko partway through this game. So they were heavily fucking disrupted. Yeah, that, that's a fair point. I, I probably haven't given enough weight to, well, okay, to that so, as well. You know, and, and I'm not saying Jacko's SJ by any stretch of the imagination. Mm. But everyone gives the Warriors a pass for getting fucking anal because it's, oh, well, you know, no SJ. Mm. And then... <clears throat> They they get disrupted in a similar way in the game. They were also playing a they were also playing not the worst finals team in the history of the fucking game as well. <laughs> the Warriors. No, True. The, the, <clears throat> well, no, no, no one was playing the two thousand and five West Tigers. But getting real sick of this shit. <laughs> the Raiders would have beat the two thousand and five West Tigers. Oh, this year's Raiders. Jordan Rapiner. Jordan Rapiner would have scored Stop it. five. Oh, Five. That's it. I've had enough of this show. I'm retiring tonight. <laughs> who, who? What was your fucking fullback's name that year? The fucking concentration camp kid. He would have fucking had nothing. Um. But for Newcastle to stay in this game mentally and come back and finish the way they did, that's what they take out of that. Like, yeah, to. To normal people, this game's like, holy fuck, that was close against a shit team. But for Newcastle to be down the way they were and to hold on to that game and band together and come back, 
that was a, a good performance from them. Yeah, but they came back and then they let it go again, and then the referee gave him a penalty to win it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they didn't actually really do, they you, didn't do anything. Here's the honest. thing, though. A rugby league coach, their job is exactly the same as yours <clears> here for the other manly cucks that listen. Just spin shit. Just fucking spin shit. <laughs> Those poor cunts. It's like they've had Anthony Seabold appointed their coach every single fucking week. <laughs> you imagine the stress they're after? Fuck me. All right. Um, so we spoke about the Jacko thing, so um, I don't know what news you want to talk about. Let's do socials. Let's do fucking socials hey, and get those. Okay, do socials. This week's fucking socials roundup. Oh, um, putting it out there as well, there's been some talk about Vegas. If anyone's going to Vegas, that's fucking great. Um, I was talking to a couple of people in the nation that might have had an inside track on some flights and accommodation and that sort of stuff, but that's all turned to shit. So if you're going to Vegas, you're on your own. Um, we'll see you there. There's the Vegas rant. What have we got? The ticket, I mean, the t- ticket's starting very affordably for that fucking thing too. Mm. It's that's like it. $19, $19. I mean, you have to pay like $50 worth of fees at least. Yep. Like, you know... A good friend of ours is uh, he paid for the top tier tickets, yep, which were $189 US mm-hmm. per ticket. Which, at the end of the day, not a huge you know amount of money, you know, for like a once off, you know, premier sort of seat in a, in a premier stadium kind of deal. It's fucking great, <clears throat> but you know, you take those tickets there that are you know about 500 bucks Australian, 550 and the fees and shit, there's over $100 of fees per yeah, ticket that's it. US applied to each. So it's fucking crazy the way they get you over there. Mate, I've seen all the fucking tickety talks now. Reagan talking about there's 116 taxes in a suit. Oh, America. Right. The tax yeah. man, they love it. Um, yeah. Bailey, he said the three-peat is on. All the boys are firing. They're all fit. No Jerome, no worries. I support that message. Zach, Broncos should be happy. Both teams, they may play a broken down. Uh, so I guess it's Panthers-Broncos final. Um, Broncos would know a lot about broken down, seeing as they've uh, got the most broken down halfback ever. Oh, JR. Yeah, but as it turns out, he is the best young coach in the game. <laughs> so it's just, it's, there are benefits. Who have we got here? Who have we got here? Oh, Cameron, he said, uh, Gamble has been low-key brilliant. One of those fucking annoying menaces, and he slots into that team seamlessly. There we go. Uh, Devon Head, biggest question is, how are Brisbane fans going to choose between the Broncos and the Lions? I don't get that. Can somebody explain it to me? The Brisbane AFL side, the Brisbane Lions. Are I, know, I know they the exist. They finished second on the ladder, I believe, and they're in the finals as well. Ah, there you go. Nice. <clears throat> nice, 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 nice. Um... Josh, in the lead-up to the Broncos Storm game, there's a lot of talk about the winning streak and the hoodoos. Pro for the Storm. If anything, that's a negative for the streak holder. I don't think so. Absolutely fucking not. It didn't turn out that way. But I would much rather go into a game with a fucking 15-to-blot record at someone else's home ground than the other way around. Uh, Toto. All year, people have been saying how close the top eight is. Come finals, and only two teams have put their hands up wanting to win it. The- I actually think, despite the despite the closeness of the of the points, 
it's just a matter of there's a lot of teams that have suffered some injuries and yeah. or bottomed out in form like the Sharks did and the Raiders progressively did as well. Um, then a right t- at the worst time. Then a Titans fan corrected his maths and said that I would say that four teams showed up trying to win it, judging by the fact that four teams won. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that, that, that then means that you would you, you concede that Newcastle were trying to win that game. You know, um, and the, the Roosters were trying to win that game. Shane. Yeah, it's arguable. Shane said, I'll confess, with the season South had, I forgot why I truly fell in love with this sport. Watched the Knights and Raiders, didn't have a dog in the fight, couldn't give a shit, nothing else on. Absolutely loved the contest. Long live Rugby League. That's the fucking spirit. That's awesome. Um, Daniel, how did White not get sent or at least binned? Do you want to go over that one? We discussed that in the membersode. Yeah, it was um, because it was an allegation and the, the and the video ref couldn't say for sure whether something had happened or not but then an allegation had been made by Tyson Gamble so because it was an allegation but not but not they didn't think it was you know certain it had been it had been a bite so it was on report for the allegation and but they there was no action at the time because there was no there was no certainty that it actually was a bite that's it uh Kevin so the Broncos manifested some glorious shit this week that tells you all you need to know about Broncos fans that they use the word manifested in a non-ironic fashion uh, Penrith look like the only ones who can handle us, and for some reason, we grow two extra legs when versing them. My hype is immeasurable. Yes. Okay. There we go. That's <clears throat> that was that, was it? Crystals and essential oils. Fucking hell. Um, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people asking a similar question about um, the bite, saying, yep. you know, how can it happen? How can it happen? Easy. You put your, something in your mouth and clamp down with the appropriate measure of force. Gene, after Whiten's bite, I said, surely there's no way he plays next week. And I was right, but for slightly different circumstances. <laughs> um, Ryan, my commiserations to Paul Glennie. Has to watch Kurt Mann play another game this year. Oh. Uh, so things John. I do, things I do to bring informed and uh, measured commentary to this podcast. Have to watch that fucking sped. John has asked, uh, tell me what's going on with Val Holmes and the bag in the mouth photo. We'll get to that in the news. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan. I'd forgotten about it until about five minutes ago. <laughs> Gay guy played the first half like he was still in a South jersey. As a South fan, I welcome Jack Whiten's passion, but not his hunger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ricky, Broncos deliberately winning against the team they deliberately lost to, just so they don't play Penrith in the prelims. <laughs> Reynolds is a master tactician. That's it. That's Absolute it. Absolute scholar of the game. Fuck yeah. Right on to the news. Let's go. Segway. Look, I want to talk about. Yeah. Okay. So Val, Val, Valentine Holmes on his Instagram stories a couple of days ago um, broke, broke rule number two and took a photo of himself with a bag of a white powder that I cannot be certain, but I'm pretty sure was about a gram of cocaine. And. His eyes looked like eyes that I've His seen. His eyes looked like the bag had about a half a gram of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've seen people with those eyes before, and I know that they had they, that they really enjoyed the smell of cocaine. He's got prior to their eyes looking special cases eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, let's not get a Carson Stone, shall we? Um, 
Well, no, he was the one that sent him all the tributes, so I thought I'd return the favour. <laughs> well, that's, that is that is you know kind of funny, isn't it? Um, inappropriate. Uh, the NRL have issued him with a breach notice. They investigated these uh, white powder photograph and um, and have decided that uh, they interviewed him on on Monday uh, via video video link up. Uh, he said that he didn't use cocaine or any other illicit substance, and he maintained that the image was a prank gone wrong. Uh, but this is the thing if there's no cops there or anyone at the time and they don't have the bag recovered they can't say for a certainty no they can't what it was they can't they, they can't, can't you know Could, um, can they not get someone there to fucking hey piss in a cup within the next day yeah well, that's the thing you could do. I mean you think that even if it wasn't something that was actionable you think the club would be like listen for us you know we've got to sort of go on the front foot as well and we're going to have to vouch for you and we're going to have to fucking you know, run our PR for you as well. So just for our internal you know, curiosity to be satisfied, let yeah. us know what we're dealing with here, you know? Yeah. Um, so but yeah, sure, and, like, and, surely here's the thing, though. If, with all the drug testing and screening and all of the stuff that's going on, mm-hmm. let's say you got an anonymous tip-off, right? The mm-hmm. fucking a player A was, was in the gym injecting shit into their balls, fucking yep. pumping up. Right? right. That would be grounds for whatever to go and investigate, correct? Yeah. How is that not grounds? Well, that's performance enhancing. You're talking about performance enhancing substance to start with. No, just a and banned also- substance. Yeah, but I mean, that, that's, what, that's, what it, that's what it is though. Um, but also with the... With, uh, Sports that are beholden to places like WADA and USADA and things like that. For example, like the UFC is another one. They've got like a there's a there's a window called out of competition testing. Yeah. And while they can hit you with banned substance testing in terms of performance enhancing drugs in the out of competition period, what they can't do is they can't hit you for recreational shit. Yeah. Wow. So and and this is what and this is what saved Val as well because the Cowboys are out of the running. He's on annual annual leave at the moment. To, so so by the CBA that they have um with the for rugby league, you can't be tested either. So so it's kind of a window where <laughs> it's like a, a diplomatic immunity, <laughs> provided you don't take a fucking photo and put it on your Instagram reels. Yeah. Fuck. What a dummy. So the NRL released a statement this afternoon, is just before we record the show, and, uh, and they said that they issued the North Queensland Cowboys player Valentine Holmes with a breach notice alleging a breach of the NRL code of conduct, following an NRL integrity unit investigation into a social media post published on Sunday, tenth of September, twenty twenty three. It is alleged Holmes engaged in conduct which has brought the game and his club into disrepute by publicly associating the game with illegal drugs. He has five business days to respond to the breach notice. And uh, in accordance with the new collective bargaining agreement with the RLPA, no information or any proposed sanction will be disclosed until the player has had the opportunity to respond to the alleged breach and the matter finalised. So this is kind of like a good way for, the, I think, the NRL to go about it because they don't have... The burden of proof is not yeah. that it was definitely cocaine. The burden of proof is just to say, you brought the game to disrepute because all the media is talking about is... And, and the public is... Well, for pretending that's it's you cocaine. The, that, yeah, that's... Yeah, well, yeah. What, you, what did you, you say? You pretended you had cocaine. Awesome. We're going to get you for what you said you did. So you've already yeah, admitted and, to it. And you've, associated, and you've associated with the game with uh, an illegal substance. That's so, it. So... Yeah, which is not bad. Um, what else do we want to talk about here in terms of the news? You got any news you want to talk about, Glennie? Oh, the fucking bullshit going on with Latrell at the moment, right. and how 
um, there's some fucking shock jock on one of the AM stations. That it, was has, ben, it was Ben Fordham. Has a heart on sure. for him. Yeah. Um, you know, get gets the fucking scoop that Latrell's essentially murdering children because um, he didn't didn't sign an autograph when he was at a, yeah. a clinic. And it, and it was like a autograph after signing countless autographs as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, wow. It's... Yeah, they're the going hard after the bunnies and, and the trail in particular, aren't they? But the, the way that the way that they presented this shit it was really like it was the crime of the century. Yeah, like it was like he'd actually done something fucking proper fucked. Honestly, it got more it got more vehement coverage than fucking Valentine Holmes. Yeah, it did. But here's the unfortunate thing: everyone's looking at this one, I think, from the wrong angle, because all of the shit I've seen, and I've seen. All of the standard stuff come out where, you know, oh, why why do they do this to him? Why do they, why do they, why do they, why do they? It's it's even worse than that. They're not actually doing it to him. They're doing it to get clicks. And because he is, A, an Indigenous player, and race is fucking polarising for some reason in this country, there, there are people who think that, you know, less of him or more of him or whatever you want to say because of that. Um, spoilers, only one of those opinions is, is okay to have. Um, because race is polarizing and it generates clicks, he's going to get this shit written about him. It's fucking sad, and the only way that will stop it is people stop clicking on it. Yep. The, I, yeah, I don't think there's much more I want to say on. Yeah. I'll be honest, I hope he comes out next year and kills it. Yeah, related related to that to to that story, he also had the 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 fucking descendant of um of Clive Churchill coming out in an opinion piece in a paper where he called Latrell you know an embarrassment to the fullback jersey and lazy and a cancer on the club you know meaning Souths saying shit like that, and this is the guy that's supposed to you know hand out the fucking Clive Churchill medal yeah. on grand final day. Um, Says a bloke that spent his whole life dining out on his father's fucking success. Exactly. Fuck out of here. Father or grandfather? Exactly. Father. Father, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's even worse. Or is it his yeah. father or his grandfather? Father, wouldn't it be? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Anyway, even, even still. Fuck else have you done? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, in, the silver lining is it looks like that, um, that that guy will not be presenting the Clive Churchill Medal this year. Mm. And instead... They've actually picked uh, an Indigenous player to do it. Fuck fucking yeah, great, the, great, the great man, fucking Cliffy Lyon. Cliffy Lyons will be presenting it. Wouldn't that be fucking great, though? Can you imagine that if Latrell just chirped back at him and said, mate, I'm I'm closer to who your dad was than you are, son? Oh, oh, it would be worth Souths winning a premiership. Yeah. To see, to see it happen. Yeah. But, um... I'm all for fucking people to 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 perpetuate their feuds on the fucking dais after a game, but for no fucking reason. <clears throat> yeah, fucking like what? Yeah, like I, the, as old as I'm getting now, more and more I see this shit. The thing that I wonder is how much of the world is actually serious. How much? How many of these dumb cunts actually sit there behind their fucking keyboard? and actually believe what they say. Like, does he sit there and actually believe that he has some position of authority to speak on? Because his dad was good 
ages ago, and that gives him the right. Yeah, it's 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 more than that. This is this it's society today. It's like you know. Oh, do you we... think Jackson, you know, is going to face some you know, repercussions in the in the Toowoomba media and be stripped of the the privilege of handing out the Big Diesel Award on Grand Final Day for Toowoomba Touch? Do you think that's in his future? And here's the fucking thing, right? The three of us are going to make that award every week. <laughs> well, yeah, and do I, ex- I just did do exactly what fucking Junior Churchy do. Except we understand how fucking ridiculous that premise is. Mm-hmm. We understand full well that that we are just fucking nincompoops. We are just saying shit to. I'm just saying shit to make Glennie laugh. Yeah, I don't that's know. the only reason I'd I just, get on this fucking call. I wish you'd, I wish you'd be better at it because, quite frankly, it just <laughs> makes me angry. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, I just come on here to just fucking kick the shit out of Glenn. Almost exclusively, everything you say makes me angry. Maybe you should do that. Maybe you should get Jackson to write Latrell Mitchell a letter and be like, here's all the reasons you're not as good as my dad either. Do you have a cool nickname like the Big Diesel? Well, he does. How many fucking C-grade Toowoomba Touch Football Premierships does fucking Latrell have, though? Same as me, I would think. Yeah. Same as all of us, Glennie. Same as all of us. (laughs) Um, Anyway, the biggest travesty is that they fucking... Like, what a slippery slope. You go from Churchill to a descendant of Churchill to fucking Cliff Lyons. Like, it's a cavern. Have they got no one more worthy? How dare you? uh, Is he handing out the Benson and Hedges medal? (laughs) Look... He also won premierships in football as well as smoking cigars at halftime of football games. All right? He's still playing today. What's fucking Clive Churchill doing? <laughs> fucking growing worm farms. He's parked up. Reducing, <laughs> yes, parked, reducing CO2. Parked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, <fuck>. Listen. <laughs> fucking hell. We're going to get a letter from fucking Churchy Jr. <laughs> How dare you? Good. You're a disgrace to dead people. <laughs> How dare you? It's all right, mate. Your dad's as ashamed of us as he is of you. Yeah, and look, you know, I'm on the, I'm on the record that South should never be let back in after after they were kicked out, and they should be kicked out again. So, look, I think you're going to have a bigger problem with me <laughs> um, than you are with Latrell. And if I can just do my part and take a little bit of the heat off Latrell. And, uh, and focus you back on whatever the fuck you do in your life other than leech off your fucking old man's name. This show, this show, you know, people put up with 10 minutes of fucking Big D's chat. They're really going to struggle when it becomes an hour and a half each week of us with a fucking Ouija board trying to fucking contact old Clivey <laughs> <laughs> to spill the beans on how long Junior went his bed for when he was a kid. <laughs> So good. Fuck. <sighs> right, game's coming up, eh? Let's go. Uh, we have on... First one up is the second semi-final, which takes place on Friday night. The Melbourne Storm versus the Sydney Roosters. The Storm side. Young Tonema Payers out. Xavier Coates is out. And Pappenhausen, of course, out. In comes Justin Ollum, Remus Smith, and Alec McDonald. The Roosters side. Okay, so out is uh, Billy Smith, Joe Manu, uh, Suali'i. In comes Momorowski, 
the fucking the the, the great fucking filling journeyman for hire oh. back for one more fucking dance. Corey Allen and Jackson Polo. Um, Egan Butcher will go to the bench. Fletcher Baker start, goes moves to the front row to start. <coughs> Loser eliminated. Winner faces Penrith. Who you got? Oh, I, I find it hard to go past the storm. We've seen this year when they've had performances much like they had last week against Brisbane that you know their whole mantra for the week leading up to the to the next game is you know is on getting back to their best and and being more focused on on playing their game and I think if they do that then the Roosters don't really have even if the Roosters had a full strength side I still think they'd struggle to deal with Melbourne in a mood like that. Um, given yeah. some of the some of the outs, I think the Roosters might be in for a tough night. I I yeah. can't I can't discount the storm. And again, I want to cast your mind back to twenty twenty one. That was the the year that everything was up here. And at the tail end of that season, Penrith were not expected to go back to another grand final. They were absolutely fucking busted. They'd lost Nathan. They were playing like dog shit. And Melbourne were flying fucking high. And they came in and absolutely stunned everybody on their run through. And Melbourne are a team that can do that. Especially after the fucking hiding they copped. Um, this, This will be a training run for them, given the injuries the Roosters have got. And it makes them even more dangerous the next week. Yeah, look, I think I think Tedesco will lift. He's certainly got he's he's, he's back half of the season after you know fairly you know, embarrassing origin period has been pretty good. He's you know he's been he's built the whole time, and you know he's while I wouldn't say he's his best, he's certainly far far from what he was then. Victor Radley is they've actually transferred him into a real player. Like I, I don't know if it's whether he's sort of matured or they've just given him a simplified task. Like there doesn't seem to be any real real uh requirement for him to ball play and he's just kind of plays more direct but he's on his on his part he's kind of got the bullshit out of his game um brandon smith finally you get him into finals and he starts playing like the brandon smith they thought they were getting when they you know signed him from the storm but that being said that's it's not enough i don't think and the storm would i mean like the video session from that broncos game would have been some of the fucking cringe like to be a fly on yeah, the wall in that room that's it. it would have been pretty fucking bad yeah. I, I would imagine and I think and like someone like Munster as well like he was fucking terrible and so even if he alone takes it personally and you know lifts his game to where it should be that's yeah. probably enough yep yeah for just sure. to get their just to get their left side moving and actually score some fucking points Yep, because that was the biggest problem. They had their chances in the Broncos game, but um, <clears throat> they just couldn't score points, and they looked disorganised. And uh, you know, can they fix that in one week? Was it because they were trying to shoehorn Pappy back in when they've had Meany running back there all season? I don't know, but uh, you know, swapping the centres around and stuff like that—it's you know, not ideal. But I mean, Olam's been there before. Yeah, so yeah. we'll see if he's fully washed. I think you have to go to Storm though. The Warriors take on the Knights. Over in New Zealand, uh, the Warriors. Freddie Lussick is out. 
Sean Johnson comes back in. Dylan Walker moves back oh. to the bench from 5'8". Tamari Martin moves from halfback to 5'8". Uh, the Knights, Hastings out. Lachlan Fitzgibbon out, which is a big loss. Clune comes in for Hastings, did the job the other week. And Dylan Lucas comes into the second row. Warriors at home, finals for the first time in a while. Johnson back in the side. Yeah. Is it enough? I think this. I think this With will something be something to prove. An, yeah, exactly. I think it's going to be an entertaining game. Um, obviously, the Warriors back in New Zealand after sacrificing so much. Fucking blah blah. Fucking blah. Um. You know most most like Kiwis that the skin's just light brown, Glenny. Like it's light, really light. Well, you got to make everything about race. It's not, yeah. You know, I don't discriminate. You weren't here, you Jay. You weren't you weren't here fucking you know a decade ago when he was drooling over fucking <laughs> Sonny Bill Williams oiled up. Tied to a chair, remember those days? <laughs> those are the days. Jeez, I got labelled. Wow. Yeah, we used to, we, yeah, well, this is the thing. I mean, you used to be talking, you know, now, now it's C-grade to him with touch football. Back in the day, it was it was about sexual fantasies about an oiled up Sonny Bill Williams. <laughs> so. It's not how I remember it, Nathan. No. So, so you, you can't. You you can't you you can't say you can't come out today and say that Glennie doesn't love a bit of fucking salted caramel, right? <laughs> um, as impressive as the Knights have been on their on their streak, the back end of the season, um, I think this crowd, much like Newcastle themselves, experienced um, just last week against against the Raiders in, in finals week one. I, I think this crowd in New Zealand is going to be something fucking else. And yep. I think that is a massive add um, for the Warriors coming off the disappointment of last week. Um, they've got everything to play for, obviously being sudden death now, and, and a massive crowd and very boisterous crowd um, as you know, Kiwi crowds tend to be. Uh, you know, we've all been down to um, Hope's, Hope Solo or, or even Suncorp when, mm. um, you know, even in the, the test matches. In, Remember know, that test match we went to? Yeah, that was with you, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, it, it sounded, was fucking crazy. We may as well have been at fucking in New Zealand. Yeah, it was like, crazy. Just people just like clapping like the steel legs of scaffold together to make like really intimidating noises. Fucking... It's very impressive stuff. Um, I'm going to go the Warriors. I'm going the Warriors as well. Mm. Yep, it's three. I want the Warriors to win. I feel like yeah, because the winner of this game goes on to face Brisbane, and I think that's an entertaining game to look forward to as well. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But I think the Warriors. I think the Warriors can do it. I mean, I've said I've maintained through this night streak that they've got this a fantastic baseline of quality, where, but they don't have the extra gear they need. They showed last week that they they did not have the they didn't need the extra mm. gear. They barely, I mean, like they were playing a, a terrible fucking camera side, and they scraped through. Yeah, there was no they didn't they didn't need an extra gear. They just need to play to their potential for eighty minutes, and they didn't, and it nearly cost them their chance but, in the finals. You know, again, then you look at what what I don't understand about that Newcastle side is that there's some stuff they do really fucking well. Like you, yeah. and you look at the teams that ended up being successful over the last the last couple of years. That South Sydney side, 
when they yeah. went all the way to the grand final and then the years after that very close again they went left better than any other side in the competition and they did it over yep. and over and over and over and over and over yep and when Newcastle really started fucking hammering Canberra down the right-hand side of the field with Dom Young yep. just murdering people, yep. they, they were just, you know, tries as, as often as they wanted them, but they stopped. Yeah. So, who knows what the game plan will be. Yep. Well, see, so I don't think they lose anything with Hastings out. I mean, just based on the evidence of like a fortnight ago, like Clune, it, was, it was like he wasn't out. You know, Clune did such a good job for the side. He wasn't the loss. Fitzgibbon, though, I mean, he can be a bit of a loss, I think. He's been super strong for them, even, you know, not just this year. But, um, yeah, let's. I think, I think Sean Johnson, the crowd, the crowd alone, the crowd might have got him home last week, the crowd will get the Warriors home this week. Is Dave Dobbin playing at halftime? If not, he should be. It's a, it's a missed opportunity if they don't have him there, being the only musician from New Zealand ever. In history, Are they about oh, no, they had scribe, they had scribe as well. I forgot scribe's doing the pre-match entertainment. Dave Dobbin coming on to slice of heaven at halftime. Is he still in jail? The big name. He's headlining. Dave Dobbin. Well, has no, to well, well no, no. Scribe's doing halftime. Dave Dobbin has to do slice of heaven before the game because that's a national anthem. Yeah, that is fair. That is. So fair. he'll do the national anthem, slice of heaven. How did live? Like when the Broncos play, they don't sing the Queensland state anthem. Why would they do that for the fucking? Saddest state of Australia. Well, I, don't know. I, I, I thought I was being offensive with the scaffold it. jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, there was a guy on Instagram a little while ago. He went a, and he was he was talking to New Zealand politicians, saying that there's something in the Australian Constitution that allows them to make laws for New Zealand, and there's nothing New Zealand can do about it. And all of these New Zealand politicians were getting really fucking... <laughs> like, as, as if it was a real thing. Because <laughs> like, they're, Kiwi, they're Kiwis and they're dumb. Like he literally <laughs> said, so um, so what What do you think about the new laws that Australia's passed uh, that allow them to just govern New Zealand as if it was another state? Um, that there's nothing legally you can do about it. And he's right. There's nothing they could do about any laws that we passed. Doesn't mean we can enforce them. But they all got really fucking... <laughs> Triggered, like, like visibly worried. Like we're asking this. <laughs> oh, that was champagne. Now, something else I was going to talk about, but I fucking forgot entirely now. So uh, let's just fucking, we just won't talk about it. Um, is there anything else that you fellas want to add? Oh, there were meetups. People that aren't on Facebook. People that are not on Qu- Facebook. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and let's face it, you know, healthy, fucking the, well-adjusted people. The best but, ones. <laughs> yeah. Now, Grand final meetups, ahoy. This year, for the first time ever, we'll be also doing a Brisbane one. So, Queensland people who are always like, oh, get down some year. Now you've got your chance to show up. And, yeah, you know, if it's if enough people show up, then maybe it'll happen next year. Mm. Yeah, who knows? It could be a thing going forward. It's up to you to make it a thing. Um, venue TBA. I've got some RSVPs in there. But for the people on Facebook, need you to go to thisweekinleague.com, click on links, and then you'll see the list of links there. I think I pinned it at the top. Just got a little expression of interest for the Brisbane Grand Final meetup. If you're in Brisbane and you want to come down, this is obviously not legally binding or anything, but I'm just trying to get an idea of the venue and the, the amount of sort of, you know, 
the size of the area we'll need and everything. So if you could just kindly fill out that form, which is just your name and your email address and the number of people you anticipate on bringing, um, do that and let us know. And then that way I'll uh, you know have an idea. And also I'll have your email address so I can, rather than spamming things, I can, con- you know, when, when it's decided, I can contact you all directly with what's happening there. Wicked. Sydney, same place as last year. Bar Cleveland, midday on grand final day. Fuck yeah. Anything else you want to add? Patrons, keep an eye out for a special invitation. Um, typically, we would do uh, something the night before, uh, but a very fucking dear member of Twill Nation is actually celebrating his nuptials that day. So, uh, Glennie and I will be popping along to that. But patrons, uh, members... Anyone else of that ilk, keep your eyes out for a special patrons members only uh, event preceding the, the grand final, the grand final meetup. Um, just as it'll a, probably, it'll be it'll be about ten a.m. on the grand final day venue TBA. That's it. So for anyone that's new, anyone that's listening, hasn't got on the socials, hasn't been around last year, grand final day meetups, the members and patrons ones. They're exclusive and they're essentially invitation only. So they're for for anyone who subscribes to our Patreon to get the the additional exclusive content there. Uh, The grand final day meetup is absolutely fucking free. And we encourage anyone and everyone to come along. It is a fucking great day. You get to put faces to names. Um, I have not been to a meetup yet where, where there weren't some fucking great, like, in-real-life friendship started as well. So it's a good way to, to get out from behind your fucking keyboards and engage with people like a normal person because we all know that being important on the internet doesn't matter. So <laughs> everyone get along. Drop in for 10 minutes and say day and have a drink. Um, stay the whole day. Whatever. Bring fucking friends, family. Some people have brought children before. We don't necessarily encourage that. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, if if you are around in Sydney, we would love to say good day. Um, fucking clink a glass with you. Yep. And talk about why the Panthers are the greatest rugby league team in history. And uh, and you won't be forced to do that at all if you come to the Brisbane one. But um, yeah, we may we may discuss the you know, the, the, the wonderful brand the wonderful brand of. <laughs> well, mate, yeah, feel, feel welcome, and I, and and I and I do know that uh, that. Some of them will be coming also along to the um, to the Brisbane one. Will be our good mate Michael from Strive. So, dodging isn't he a, still, isn't he a Broncos fan? Dodging. He is. Lacks so, confidence. There's a lot of Broncos fans hedging. Like I would come, but I might be going to the thing. And da, 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 so know? the only fucking year in their Parramatta esque window. Yes, and he doesn't want to see him. Fucking hell. I don't know if he was there. I don't know if he was there in 2015. 2016 was the year we almost fucking killed him. Yeah, yeah. Ignore that. People, like, you know, people don't almost get killed at meetups. What am I talking about? <laughs> we didn't do it. The person oh, that the person that I, fucking mugged him drunk on a bench did it. Yeah, but I feel like I was I contributed greatly to the amount of alcohol he consumed. Did the guy that put fuel in Ed Senna's car feel responsible for his death? <laughs> Probably not. No. no. Did the guy Driver who area, saying, did the guy <laughs> did the guy who built the wall shed a tear? I'm sure he did, but he didn't hold himself responsible. 
<laughs> Fucking hell. Um, well, I'll tell you what you're doing at the Brisbane meetup is discussing uh, whether Daily Cherry Evans will become the most capped player ever in a Prime Minister's eleven squad, a.k.a. the team of fucking loser-cunt teams that aren't playing finals, so they're available to play in this absolute fucking monstrosity. I tell you, fucking Albo's cooked too. The answer is like, yes. You see, see some of the some of the selections? Do you see who we made captain? Uh, yeah, South, South Player. South player. Was it Cam Murray? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, well, yeah, that obviously they always they always do their you know whatever their faves are you know for the, but yeah. the way, uh, did did he did he select like Sloan? Uh, hang on, I hang think on. I know Zach Lomax yep. is in Tyrrell there. Sloan. <laughs> Zach Lomax is in there. Tyrrell Sloan is fucking terrible. <laughs> Hudson, <laughs> oh, Hudson Young's in there. The fact that like, but Tyrrell Sloan, the, the, like how he's selected for anything other than the fucking scrap heap, I'll never understand. <laughs> Fucking Come on, Albo. You cooked, Albo. Jesus, that whole fucking team's cooked. But, uh, Jesus. Know. Ceremonial. So hang Who on, cares? you've got one. Who else is in it? I mean, I just, I just saw people complaining about fine. Ben Hunt's in it. Nico Heinz. So he's got three sevens. Who's playing hooker? Well, the, oh, then, one of the sevens. Yeah. Ben Hunt, probably. <laughs> it's, it's positionless at this stage. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, oh, the hammer's got to start. Fuck yeah. There you go. Oh, Cody. Oh, did you... So Cody Walker's the six. So none of the sevens can play six. Yeah, okay. Fucking maybe hell. Put Nico in, maybe, maybe Nico in the centers to fucking try and redeem himself. <laughs> <laughs> now, one thing I just I, I, we didn't talk about. Did you? Firstly, did you see the AFL Grand Final Entertainment? Kiss. Right. Pretty fucking yeah, pretty big fucking name. I mean, obviously coming to the end in the seventies. Pretty yeah, yeah. But well, you know, they were, they were you know probably one of the bigger touring bands all all the way through, probably to the you know the first decade of the two thousands. Um, the NRL have announced their very special grand final entertainment, and please it is a gross. special. Please be No, the fucking singer Kenny Crows died last week. Well, you were fucking Jesus Glenn. Um, Show some fucking respect. Too soon, Glenn. Jeez. From Mr. Jones and me. Now, um, the NRL <laughs> has announced their very special grand final performance hey now, you're a from, from Tina, the Tina Turner musical. Will headline oh the, uh, the on Grand Final. So, uh, marking 30 years since <sighs> Tina Turner's iconic performance at the 1993 Grand Final and celebrating her unique association with the game. The cast of the smash hit musical is bringing Tina Turner's music back to the rugby league's biggest stage, featuring iconic songs, including oh. Simply the Best, Nutbush, and Proud Mary. Tina, the Tina Turner musical, tells the story of Tina Turner's life and received 37 prestigious award nominations, including Best Musical at Tony Awards, Best New Musical at the Olivier Awards, and is currently playing at the, at the Theatre Royal in Sydney. It's not winning so, any awards for best selection of NRL Grand Final Entertainment. So, so it's like, like if they had a, if if Tina Turner wasn't dead, and they said it's thirty year anniversary, so we'll do Tina Turner. I go, yeah, cool. Like I get it. There's, there's you know there's rationale there, but no, we're going to have Tina Turner covers sung by a Tina, a Tina Turner, Turner cover band. Like <laughs> yeah. So I'm um, fucking hell. Oh. That is never quite. So, we never. Mm. We never. I mean, obviously, everyone can't be happy with every musical act 
selection, you know, obviously there's differing tastes and you've got to go to the lowest common denominator, but NRL does struggle to get it right, <laughs> I feel, consistently. Yeah, that's in that time. in that theme though. I mean, because even we had remember the year they had Richie Sambora doing like Bon Jovi covers. Yeah, like <laughs> I mean, you're in the band, but you're not the guy who sings or is named as the name. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Wow. So, what do you feel wow. like I'm disrespecting Richie Sambora? No, just the there's a long line of shitty entertainment choices yeah like decades of them and yeah yes, Counting Crows haven't got a fucking start <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> why are you the way you are oh you made me this way Glenny I didn't make you do shit I wouldn't have had a single thought about Counting Crows in my entire life until I met you <laughs> this is you you did this <laughs> yeah I was waiting for it do you know how many times like how often people closest to me say, you bring this upon yourself about <laughs> shit that I most certainly do not bring upon myself. I, I think you probably, you, I think you, your friends and family are pretty on the money. <laughs> and with that, I think that's the end of the show. There we go. This week in league.com, click on the links uh, menu and you get all the links to our socials, Patreon and more. The patron gifts uh, just went out. They've just started landing today. I got a text from someone saying how great the, the footies were. Oh, also in regards to the footies, this week in league.com, go to the shop. You can get yourself a footy. I can tell you now that there is exactly, as of today, 15 of the big footies left. Oh, so yeah. Once they're gone, they're gone. And um, then we've got mini footies as well in there as well. And there's more than 15 of those left. But, Which um, are fucking perfect. For office shenanigans. Yep, I plan on uh, you, you know uh, having them in the swimming pool as well for the upcoming summer. I'm gonna peg them around. Um, so get those quickly. Once they once they're gone, they are gone for good, never to return. Um, so yeah, fifteen of the big ones left. So yeah, make sure you get in while getting these good. Uh, don't forget the RSVP for the Brisbane Grand Final Meetup um, so we can get an idea of numbers and select the most adequate venue for the event. And uh, Sydney, no need to RSVP. We've been doing it for a decade and uh, there's a built-in fucking solid core of people that will turn up to that one no matter what. So, we um, fucking love you guys. Yep. And so we look forward to all of that. Who would have thought? Who, who, who could have said that we wouldn't be doing meetups this year? Motherfucker, we're doing all the meetups this year. And you'll fucking learn, bitch. <laughs> That's it. See you next week. Later. See ya. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.